Hi, I'm Roxanne, and I've been reporting everything Real Housewives and Bravo TV for the past 15 years, and now with my cousin Chantel. Hey, Roxanne. We're breaking down episodes and sharing exclusive content with your favorite and not-so-favorite Bravo TV stars. Listen to All About TRH wherever you get your podcasts. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Hot and Messy Podcast. We're your hosts, Jason Barrett. And Adam. Adam what? Adam Newell. I feel like oh, at this Adam point... Newell. Yeah, we have enough people who are listening and we have our great community. I can say Adam. I don't have to remind them Newell every time, do I? Well, I mean, I don't know. You you know, you meet new listeners every week too, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. so yeah, we're like Adam introducing. Newell. Yeah, we're introducing ourselves every week to potentially a new listener. Yes. Okay, guys, my name's Adam Newell. I like long walks on the beach. I'm a very finicky eater, love pizza, chicken tenders, fish sticks, and okay. I'm not very complex. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not with that menu. Guys, welcome back to the show. We're so excited today. I'm always so excited. And I say this every show because I'm so excited. We have a great guest. What can I say? Oh my gosh. I just wanted to chime in here really quick. We were talking, guys, just to prep you for this episode. We were talking with Sheena Marie from Vanderpump Rules, and we realized that we've known each other for over a decade. And I said to her, I'm like, this is kind of bullshit because I feel like I've aged and you haven't. You just look better and better. What the fuck is going on? Maybe I need to get glam too, but she looks beautiful without glam. Anyways, a decade is crazy. A decade is a long time. It is a long time. Guys, but before we get started, we I mean, Adam, we have hit over 500 ratings on Apple Podcasts. I'm so grateful. I know we both are so grateful for just people listening and leaving us feedback and, and rating us on Apple Podcasts. And guys, if you haven't done so already, leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts helps us out so much. Uh, just build this podcast out and get some great guests to come on the show as well. Again, we're available everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, pretty much wherever you get your shows. To kind of piggyback off of what Jason's saying a little bit, this has been so humbling and also sweet of everyone who who's supporting us doing this podcast. This was kind of a, okay, let's do something more. Let's just add another thing to our plate. For those of you who don't know us in the journey that we're on, Jason and I have been together for almost 10 years, another fucking decade. Jesus, there's so many. Lots of decades. Lots of decades. But we're in the process of building a home that fits us and our little family of six. Those are our fur babies and our little naked kitty cats. And we're building out new studios and just we have a lot on our plate. So I came to Jason and I was like, you know what? It's not like we're not busy enough. We have family stuff, family drama. We have an entire relationship and we have so much going on. Let's just add a podcast. But to be honest, and Jason, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like this has been very therapeutic for us. Like it's just been such a great outlet for us to come on and be authentically ourselves. Not like we don't do that on YouTube, but on here, we kind of just get to relax. You know, we were telling Emily when she was on our show on Friday, this is such a more intimate platform. And I feel like these are the conversations that you have like off in the corner, like a one-on-one -on -one conversation, except a lot of people are listening to them. And I I do love this platform. I love this style of of talking. Therapeutic, a thousand percent. 
It's weird too, because I know that the topic before we bring on our beautiful, amazing guest, Sheena Marie, I know that we were talking about, of course, over the weekend, we found out um, the unfortunate passing about the unfortunate passing of Aaron Carter. And we were just talking about it's devastating. 34 years old. You know, it's just it's sad what happens, um, not only what the industry does to people, just life, you know, life, even if you're not in the industry, taking negative feedback, trying to kind of push your way through these different things. And I'm noticing this, especially being on YouTube and now a podcast. We have so many amazing people who just support the hell out of us. And it I could cry. I'm a cancer, so I cry all the time anyway. So this is I'm just a cancer. So if you cry, I'm gonna cry. So let's right. not cry. He's like an empath cancer. But <laughs> my whole point is as much support as we get that kind of sways over to being incredible and amazing and uplifting, sometimes you do get that really harsh negativity that comes out of nowhere. Someone who just you would think like I took your girlfriend, I slept with your boyfriend, and I stole your cat. Like, it's just wild to me. So I couldn't imagine being in the public eye the way that Aaron Carter or any other celebrity who unfortunately passed way too soon. It's just wild. I think that when you're going into whatever you want to do in life, if it's especially supported by a passion of yours, you really are throwing yourself to the sharks. Whatever career you choose, it's not like you knew all about that industry. You might have a passion, but there's an entire industry that's already been built around that. And there are people waiting to take advantage of you, take your job, replace you, push you to the side. I mean, make money off of you. For anyone who's doing something that's kind of out of the box, I guess, not necessarily your typical 9 to 5, I feel like you need a strong base. That's why this kind of goes into our conversation with Sheena too. Sheena from Vanderpump Rules, she has been on reality TV for over a decade. We keep on throwing this decade word around. She, you know, has her mother there. She has her sister. She has an amazing husband. She has her baby who's so cute. But I think you need that strong family base to be able to vent to and fall back on. And I'm so incredibly grateful for our family. Jason's mom is absolutely amazing. His family is incredible. My family's great. Do we fight with them sometimes? Yes, guys, we're family. Do Jason and I want to rip each other's faces off sometimes? Yes, we're family. But guess what? If I have an issue, guess who's going to be there to back me up? Right there, first, front, and center. It's going to be Jason and my family. And I think people need that. And sometimes I, we I do too. That. And, and the, to go back to Aaron Carter really quick, you know, I know, you know, Nick Carter put out a statement and, and stuff like that. When you have someone struggling with something so difficult, like, you know, his drug addiction and, and a lot of traumatic situations, sometimes even as family, it's really, really hard to get through to that person. That person has to want to change. They have to want to get out of this rut and then you can find that support sometimes and i feel so bad in the situation because i could only imagine being a sibling you know aaron carter's sibling nick carter i could only imagine being nick and and being like i wish i could have done more right you know and it's that's where it, but the person who is struggling also has to want to get help i think we should because sheena actually tears up and starts having an emotional moment in this interview. <laughs> I'm about to tear up and have an emotional moment in this interview. So I think I'm going to leave that to her because I think that, you know, everything that you're saying, it's just terrible. 
you know, but this is this show is not a somber show for you guys today. We we did want to acknowledge, you know, everything that went on over the weekend and the unfortunate passing of Aaron. But at the same time, we have a great show. We have a great guest. We're having incredible conversations with her. It's super Listen, exciting. let's talk a little bit about Vanderpump Rules. It's been on for a decade. The show on Bravo that started from after the first season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills kind of carried over into Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant, Sir, which Adam, you worked at. The show followed a, a young group of servers and bartenders who were trying to make it in the industry. You know, they were trying to act or model or do something. And what really happened is the show took off and these people became celebrities themselves. Celebrities. And one of the journeys that we've been following ever since season one, the very beginning, is Sheena Marie or Sheena Shea back, back in the day on the show, but Sheena Marie and going through her stuff with Brandy, the cheating scandal that led into the show from her first marriage with Mike Shea. And and just watching every watching her life, her life has just really been on display for so long. Now she's married again. She has a beautiful daughter. And I can't wait to talk to her about this journey of just being in front of everyone's face for so long. Right. And the way that she's navigated it. Because if you ever meet Sheena in person, she's one of the sweetest, most humble um, people that I've ever met in my life, even still today with being on national television, being recognized, you know, most places that she goes. And I know you guys are thinking Vanderpump Rules, a reality TV show on Bravo. That doesn't stop her from getting stopped all of the time. And if you stop her, and I'm not encouraging people to go stop her if they see her out and about, but if you stop <laughs> her, I, I doubt anyone has a story where she has been nasty, rude, mean, distant. It just, I've never seen it. And I've seen Sheena, I've been around Sheena, I've been out with Sheena a lot over the years. So just really, I have so much respect for her. Before we jump in, can I tell a story about Sheena? Uh-oh. Wait, why, why do you say uh-oh? What's the story? Well, when we were living in New York, um, I had never met Sheena or a lot of the Vanderpump Rules people because I wasn't working in Elisa Vanderpump establishment yet at the time. Sheena was in New York for Watch What Happens Live. I think they were all there for Watch What Happens Live or a reunion of Vanderpump Rules or something. And we were living in New York and we got invited out for the night with, with everyone. And we went over, we met Sheena, and then we went downtown to a club in the Meatpacking District, I think. Uh, I forgot what it was called. But as we were going in, they let her and you in, but they wouldn't let me in. And she told the guy, if you don't let both of them in, I'm not coming in. And I thought that was so nice because <laughs> because I was walking and leaving you. <laughs> I know you were because I got left behind the rope and she came back and got me. And it was just, you know, that that's nice. It's the little things. It's the little things. That's it's what Jason's little saying. Thing. You know, it's, it's the a, little things. No, but, you know, people prove their character in different ways. And this was always something I, I remembered. Right. But that's also a testament to her personality, too, because it's like even something that small when really that night was not about us at all. I hadn't seen her in over a year and a half. It was great catching up with her. She was meeting up with Stassi, Kristen, a few other people. And when we went to go meet up with her, we had a great night. And when you came out with us, I'm just saying like these little things matter. And the fact that you've carried that with you for over like six, seven years, it's just proving my point. All right, guys. Well, with Without further ado, I think we should jump in with Vanderpump Rules, Sheena Shea. Sheena Marie, you fool. No, Sheena Marie. You know, we talk about this. Wait, I'm going <laughs> to let her talk about this in the interview. All right, let's jump in. Said I'm all about it. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, guys. So we're welcoming to the show someone that has graced our TV screens for almost a decade. And I'm so excited to welcome Sheena from Vanderpump Rules to the show today. Sheena, welcome. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. It's about time you had me on. I've been asking Seriously. to be on forever. No, no, I've been. <laughs> no, that is not how that went. I think I've been asking you for forever, but you're so busy. And also there's like a team that has to approve you at all times. So we. Understand. Yeah. Whenever it comes to the VPR stuff, it's like, can I, can't I, what can I say? What can't I? And then it's like, we're on a press block when we're filming, but then in between filming and airing, it's like, well, you can, but it's always tricky. But then I'll have to definitely come back on once the show is airing. And then we can get into all of that too. We can get into the shenanigans of it all. Yeah. I'm so happy we're approved, but I do, you know, Adam shares the story with so many people all the time. I know you guys have known each other for a long time. I think that's how he got such an introduction into this this entire world. But how how did you guys meet? Because I just want to see if the stories align. Okay, you might be better at the year. Was I married or not married yet? No, you weren't married yet. Okay, so I was thinking it was probably like around 2012, maybe 13. Yeah, because I got married the first time in 2014. So yeah, I couldn't remember when it was, but I do remember you were working at a place called Malibu Fish Grill where my (laughs) ex-husband was bartending and I met you and I think you were like 19 and I was just like, oh my God, this guy is so adorable. What is he doing working at Malibu Fish Grill? But you know, my ex-husband was working there at the time too. Like Haiki had really good food. I loved to go in there. So the place was dope, but I was like, you just, you have like a face for sir. And it was like, maybe, <laughs> I don't know, season two of the show around then. So yeah, it was probably like 2012 or 13. And I was like, you need to go work at sir. He ended up getting a job at sir. And at the time, He had this girl who was a hostess who he was dating. And I'm like, what is that? Like, I was just like, okay, now this girl's trying to get on the show. I wanted to get Adam on the show, but like, who is this bitch? And now he's like dating her, fake dating her. And um, (laughs) that was kind of how it all started. And then it was like, he was at Palm, Tom, Tom, and just everywhere. I got into so much shit too, because definitely, I don't know, fake dating. It was in a time where I was super like, not willing to I just moved from Tennessee and I was like maybe I'm not gay like I can I can just like pray the gay away and go on here and here's this like girl who's coming on to me and then I ended up getting into more of like the girl gossip like she ended up staying at my house a couple times and then she would talk sometimes about Sheena or some of the other people and Sheena got me into sir so then I would relay the information to Sheena Jason, I never told you this story. I right, had this awkward... is so this is so Vanderpump Rules already. It's I know, oh my... right? <laughs> it was so awkward because Sheena literally I didn't know because Sheena's in reality TV mode, right? She's starting her second season. So I relayed the information and I'm like, they were talking shit about you. Sheena comes in like a bat out of hell, clocks in, and she's like, Hey, I heard that um this, this, and this was said, and Adam said it. So I'm like hosting, and all of a sudden I have like a band of four girls, like Adam, what was said? And I was like, oh shit, this is not, I'm just trying to host, you know? And I was like, damn it, Sheena. But yeah. yes, that's how it started. And then, like you said, then we're at Tom Tom and we met up with you in New York. And yeah, it's just been always kind of in passing. No, it's so I, crazy how long it's been. It's been like a decade. I can't believe that. 
That's yeah. insane. I mean, yeah, there's not often people you you meet that you want to keep in touch with for a decade, right? But yeah, I have a question no. that's not Vanderpump Rules related, but, you know, kind of just a question for you. Because, you know, reality TV is not often, like, kind to relationships, right? I mean, your cast mm-hmm. members have experienced that. I know you've experienced it. But how are you and Brock navigating reality television while also protecting your relationship? And I'm sorry to jump straight in here, but I'm just so no, curious we're on good. how you guys do this. Band-Aid. like how do you do it I mean honestly I feel like we just have such a strong connection and he's just it for me he is literally my perfect match and he I don't even think knew that he was made for this kind of world you gotta have thick skin you gotta shake things off you know you can't let what everyone says get to you and he's really good at doing that and uh, I just I think that the first Bravo Con so back in 2019 Bravo Con for the first time was a thing Brock and I had been together I think maybe seven weeks. It was less than two months. So we're not even saying boyfriend yet, like very early stages. And it was kind of a test to see how is this guy going to do in this world? I didn't know how crazy BravoCon was going to be, but we get there and they were like, okay, hold on. Before you turn the corner, like there's a thousand fans and like a hundred paparazzi. And I was like, all right. I was like, just walk a little behind me. Like, I didn't want to be photographed with anyone yet. Like, we didn't know how serious our relationship was going to be. It was kind of like a test. Like, well, let's see how you do in my world full force. And he walked behind me. He was my plus one. He was just so interactive with everyone and so sweet and kind. And I remember we're in the elevator with Andy Cohen and Andy says, Oh, Hey, who's this guy? I was like, Oh, this is Brock. And he goes, Hey, uh, what's your name? I'm like, Oh my God, honey, that's Andy Cohen. Like everyone knows who Andy Cohen is. (laughs) So Andy like kind of looked at me like, um, Andy, (laughs) like what? Then we were at like all the BravoCon events. And so then fans like they had anyone who had followed me saw that I was just in Bali and Australia with this guy but it was only on stories so unless you saw my stories you didn't know anything about Brock so then people recognize him from my stories and he was just so gracious with every person it was so overwhelming but also like in a good way and he was just like wow babe like people love you this is so cool and he just fit in the world so perfectly that then people are like, oh, you know, he's just using Sheena for this and Brock's all about the fame. I'm like, just because the other asshole plus ones don't want to name names, but one of them was Randall, just because they're <laughs> acting like they don't want to be a part of the crowd. And they're, they're like, oh God, people are coming up to us. Like, I don't want to turn around. Like people are asking for my photo and blah, blah, blah. And it was just so rude. And Brock was like, well, I mean, I know you might not know who I am, but like, I'll take a picture with you. And it wasn't in an opportunist way. It was just like, I'm here to support my girl. And you know, if these people, if they can get a little taste of her through me, then let's do it. And all of that, I was like, okay, you know, I think this is going to work out well. And then Thank God we did have so much time together. 
outside of filming because I really thought we were going to go into filming in May 2020 as we did every year. And it was like, I have a relationship in the winter for about six months. I had it with Rob. I had a short one with Max. And I'm like, I start dating these guys around like September, October. And then by May, it's like, oh, wait, I don't know about this. So I was really worried that come May, this might not work out. But thankfully, we had BravoCon. We had so much time in between. And then you know, the whole world unfortunately shut down. But for us, that was a big test to our relationship. We went through living together after only six months, a miscarriage, like so many things, you know, in this pandemic. And I just, I I couldn't imagine anyone else by my side. And he has just been so good to me and so supportive. Like I've never felt this kind of love from someone before. So having, I know this is a long answer to a short question, but no, having that foundation and that time together and going through these massive life changes and experiences, I felt like just set us up to feel like we were unstoppable. We're like, okay, whatever season nine brings us, we can handle it. And season nine kicked our fucking asses i mean it was a full full force brock like center of everything and he just crushed it with flying colors and he took it on the chin and you know then here here we are another season a baby and a wedding later and i couldn't be happier and I love that for you too, because I remember, of course, like you said, how we met and the, you know, how everything went along the way. So when all of this happened and came about, I remember seeing, of course, Brock on the show, but then it was when you showed up to Spilling Tea Live LA, that was the first time I met him in person. And I remember saying to Jason, like, this guy's great. Of course, you meet other people that you're dating, especially being in West Hollywood or anybody, whether it's you or Tom or anyone, right? On the show, if you're just watching the show and you're just going based on what you see mm -hmm. and how he's being portrayed on the show. And obviously he was a target by some of your other cast members. And, mm -hmm. you know, to your their story was to make your story bad. And so you you have this idea. And then when you meet someone, I mean, in person, Brock is is really great energy and it just like spews off of yeah. him. So it's 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 crazy you know, what television can do. It's I'm going to totally. send Jason to come hang out with Brock. No, no, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just Well, it sounds like we have the same responsibilities, you know, like... Okay, <laughs> you're not daddy daycare, friend. You're not daddy daycare, but... <laughs> not yet, not yet. No, not ever. But, Sheena, I, I wanted to ask you too. We obviously, anyone who knows you, who's a big fan, knows that you kind of started off and you were around... Stacy, I believe her name is from the Hills. Mm -hmm. And you have such an interesting background. And I feel like you knew, like at an early age with wanting to perform, liking the cameras. It's almost like you manifested this shit. Like I know that this, there's somewhere I fit as like a puzzle piece somewhere in this world. Now yeah. looking back, if you could tell your 20 year old self anything about what's to come or any advice, this is random. I didn't even put this down, but I'm interested. <laughs> what uh -huh. would it be? I would tell myself to Google men before I date them. That's for <laughs> damn sure. Because <laughs> my 21-year-old self could have used that advice. 
Um, but no, for real. I mean, looking back at when I was a kid, I mean, I wanted to be in every school play, every dance recital, you know, cheerleader and all of that stuff. I just always wanted to be the center of attention. And I do think I manifested maybe not Vanderpump rules, but it's crazy that working in a restaurant for so many years led to me being on a television show. And I think I did just kind of manifest what I wanted for my life after years of auditioning and rejection and all of that. I finally got my break. And so, yeah, my my younger self, I think, would just tell me to, you know, be cautious and careful and to maybe just look into people a little more than I did because I am such a, I, I'm such an easy trusting person that if you tell me something, I'm just going to believe it because why, why are you lying to me? And that's, what's gotten me in trouble a lot. That's great advice to your younger self. Let's we'll check back in with 20 year old Sheena. Um, <laughs> I have a question for you because you have a younger sister. She's stunning. If you look at her social media, she's all over the place. She's like super active doing fun things. She goes to the music festivals. She's always with you. Has she ever asked you to be a part of the show? She's never really wanted to. I wanted her to be on it. And when she was like, even in high school, I would bring her to our group beach days and little things like that. But it's never really been her thing. She is very good on the other side of all of it, being a personal assistant, a social media manager, like all of the things that she does, she is so good at. But I could see one day that kind of transitioning into her being more in front of a camera or more that like talent person because she's got everything it takes, but she's just so good at what she does. And she genuinely enjoys everything she does for work. And she's literally so good at it. I would be lost without her. Oh no. She's like, I'm happy enough already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, when I think about reality TV, I always think about Vicky Gumbelson like screaming at her castmates being like, this job doesn't last forever. Get a real job. Like you need to do something. Be financially stable. And for you, Sheena, while we have some other people who are moving, some of your castmates who have everything or might be losing a lot of things, whatever the case is, when we look at you, you have your home in the desert and then we see you in San Diego. Then we see you in L.A., like you're so stable and I don't know your finances or anything like that, right? None of my business, but it seems like you're so financially stable and smart. Like you have a plan. How do you yeah. navigate that? Like what is what is the plan? Like one day, season 25, Vanderpump Rules is over. We're, I'm, I'm reaching for the stars here. Season 25, it's <laughs> over. Like what would you want to do next? I really want to do hosting. Like that is where my background is. I got my degree in communication studies with my emphasis in broadcast journalism. And that is what I am so passionate about. Like if I could wake up, go to a studio, get my glam, have a teleprompter, do that kind of job, that would be so ideal for me. Like I was so sad when I heard E! News, Daily Pop, like all of these shows are getting canceled because I'm like, those are my dream jobs one day. But I'm also living my dream job right now. I mean, I get 
you know, to show up for work as myself and like get paid to do that. It's the best thing in the world. But I would love to be able to do this as well. Like Garcelle is my goals. You know, she is a host of a talk show and she's a star of a hit reality show. That would be the ultimate goal. I like that. And I was devastated too. All right, Jason, I'll let you go. You also host your own podcast. That is very popular. Do you, you. you're already, you're getting an abundance of opportunities from, from the show, which I find so amazing. Um, But I did want to ask a little bit about being a mom, because I just read an article where you said something to the effect of with every fiber in your body, you do not want to have another baby. What is your favorite part of being a mom? I mean, my favorite part is just seeing her smile every day and just feeling her love. And like, she already speaks my love language. Like I'm words of affirmation and all day, it's just like, mama, mama. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, you love me. Um, So, I mean, the best is just waking up every day and seeing her smile and making her happy and just making her day. I am so blessed. She is such a good baby. And I am just so grateful every day for her. It's scary. I will say it is literally the scariest and hardest job in the world. I mean, you have to keep a tiny human alive every second of the day. Even when she's napping, I am the crazy mom who has this like breathe wear on her where I monitor her breath because I'm like, even when she's sleeping, like she could die. And so I'm like constantly just like, you know, there's SIDS. And if it's not SIDS, you worry about them choking. And if it's not that, then you worry about them getting kidnapped or there's just always something. And it's so terrifying. And I, I can't imagine worrying about another human more than I already worry about this one or equally as much as I worry about this one. And so then I'm like, do I want to do this again? And as of right now, there is not a fiber in my body that wants another newborn. That was a very scary stage for me. I don't want to say I didn't enjoy it because I enjoyed every day with her and breastfeeding and all of that. But I was just terrified 24 seven. Like I went to bed terrified. I was afraid. What if I sleep through my alarm and it's three hours and she hasn't eaten and she needs to eat every three hours. And there were just so many fears that came with me being a mom and I'm already an anxious person. So um, right now I'm getting to the point where she's a year and a half. She is so independent. She knows how to chew her food and like small fears are starting to go away. And I feel like maybe by the time she's three or four, I'll be like, okay, let's do this again because I want to give her a sibling. I don't want Brock and I to leave her alone one day. I don't want to have like her have the burden of like, oh, now I'm an only child and my parents are gone. I don't ever want to do that to her. So selfishly, I just want to spoil her and not have to worry about another kid ever. But for her, I want her to have a sibling. I know I'm not ready anytime soon. And I'm like, you know, I had a very traumatic labor. I got help syndrome. I could have died. And Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe we do a surrogate. Maybe we adopt an eight month plus old and skip the newborn stage. Or maybe we just roll the dice and in a couple years, I'll be ready. We monitor me really, really closely and we do it again. But I just know right now I have zero, I have negative percent baby fever. My friends who were (laughs) pregnant when I was, who were pregnant again, I'm like, God bless you. I, I don't know. I don't know how you're doing it. My other friends talking about like, I think I'm ready. I'm like, you're fucking crazy, but to each their own. Good for you. 
I am just, I am not even close to being there, but I know a hundred percent. I want her to have a sibling and whatever, like who she grows up with, you know, she obviously has two older siblings living in an entirely different country, very far away. So I hope one day she will have a relationship with them, but they're much older than her. I want her to grow up with a sibling. I just don't know when I'll be ready for that because it's certainly not now. You know what's wild about that too? And Jason keeps on saying that like one day have a baby and I'm like, no, bitch, that's not happening. But then I'm thinking about (laughs) you talking about SIDS and choking and breath monitors. And then I'm thinking like, Let's fast forward 15 years and then you're going to be worrying about boys and cars and like, what time are you coming something. home? I'm like, this doesn't go away. You're just like, no, I'm gonna- 37. My mom still is like, she, I finally, I made her get an iPhone like five years ago. Cause I was like, mom, I'm not going to think to text you every time I arrive at any facility or call time or audition <laughs> or am get a fucking iPhone. It's <laughs> called find my friends track me all day long. I don't care. But it, I'm just like, oh my God, now, you know, I have a daughter and now I get it. It's just, it's it's always going to be something. And I know that just comes with parenthood, but it's really scary. And I'm so thankful that I'm doing this with Brock because he is my perfect balance. He's very much like New Zealand, Australian mentality of like, she'll be all right. And I'm like, everything's (laughs) going to kill her. So having this balance, I think is great because she will grow up fearless yet like cautious. Do you think that you're going to be a helicopter mom when she's older? Oh, I already am. Oh my God. You should see me at the park with her. I'm like, and he's like, let her go down the slide. I'm like, no, I'll be there with her. No, I will go down the slide with her. Like, I am already a helicopter mom. So I would like to lessen that. I am literally in therapy for that. I just had therapy this morning. <laughs> um, we realize I also may, you know, suffer with some um, OCD that I'm going to speak to a psychiatrist about soon, too, because I do have just a lot of things that I obsess over that I would like to find a way to not. So find some um, peace. I mean, yeah, I, I have to give you so much credit because, you know, having a child and, and having people follow your journey for the past almost decade. Right. You keep I'm saying sure. that like you make her sound like she's like, she doesn't I mean, not, like, it sounds like we're, we're aging her like the past no, decade. I, I, hey, listen, I mean, I look, I'm 37. I've been doing this since I was looks 26. Like, yeah. And, and some might say you look better now than back then. Like this is, oh, thank you. you know, it's okay. Growth is great. I think it's like wine gets better with age, right? Yes. But, you know, people have followed you for so long and you're so open about your journey, especially with, with summer. I mean, she has a whole Instagram, which is. I mean, she's so cute. She's, she's so, so cute. cute. <laughs> she has a whole Instagram. Do you find yourself getting really good advice from from people like when you when you post something like young mothers who are in the same situation as you? Or do you find yourself getting a lot of scrutiny when you post stuff online? More positive for sure. Um, I feel like the scrutiny was maybe even more when I was pregnant than when now that I am a mom, I feel like, you know, being pregnant in a pandemic, I was 
so cautious of what I posted on my vlog. And I always made sure to be like, just FYI, we were all COVID tested. And I just felt like <laughs> if I didn't say this, I would get judged for this. And someone's going to think this and that. And now as a mom and seeing some of my friends, you know, who are moms and uh, just strangers and people on Instagram and whatnot, I'm like, everyone does things differently and there's not a wrong or a right way. It's whatever you think is right for your kid. Like I may not agree with some of my friends' parenting styles, but I'm like, Hey, if that works for you, great. I wouldn't do that, but you probably wouldn't do what I do. And that's okay. And that's the beauty of being a parent is it's, it's up to you, you know, between Brock and I, we decide what we think is best for her. Sure. I may ask for my mom's opinion every day, which does Brock's head in, but I value her opinion and I value other mother's opinions because we're all going through this journey together. And that's one of my favorite things about meeting new people who are parents is you can automatically have something to talk about. Brock is the person where you could put him in a room with anyone and he can have a deep conversation and just bond with anyone. Whereas I'm like, I don't know, do I have anything in common with this person? Like, do they know who <laughs> I am? Do I say who I am? Do I act like I do something else? But it's like, oh, you have a kid? Oh my God. Okay. How old's your kid? And it's just like, it's so easy to talk to other parents. And I enjoy that so much, even just going to the park. And it's crazy how many kids were born in March and April, 2021. You know, and by the way, at this past BravoCon, Brock was working the hell out of some of those rooms. I have to say that because I was watching yeah. him. I went up and said hi. But I asked you a question at BravoCon because you were standing there and I was like, oh, hey, Sheena, just like bumped into you. And I was like, does this ever get like, does this ever kind of get old or not old? But like, do you get used to this, like this kind of attention? And you said, you know, at this point, I've been doing this for a while. So yes, I, I'm used to it. Would you ever, what if Summer came to you one day and she's 19 and she's like, mom, I was offered to be on a TV show, reality show. Where's your head? Oh, do it. I will support anything she wants to do. If it's something she's passionate about, I would give her the best advice I can. I'll always be here for her, but I will support her in any endeavor she wants to do as long as like it doesn't, you know, like danger her life. But at the same time, like if she wants to go skydiving one day, I will be right there jumping out of the plane with her. I mean, I see you like... Honestly, when whenever Vanderpump Rules has has their completion, I see you doing so many things like hosting Dancing with the Stars or wow. having a TV show. Like I really do see that. You know, you you have you have so much energy. You're you're amazing on stage. I love listening to your podcast. Thank but you. if the opportunity uh -oh. came up, uh -oh. okay, to continue your journey on reality television, let's say on a different show, maybe The Real Housewives which franchise would you see yourself in? And would you do that? Oh, I mean, I wish I could fit in the Jersey franchise because I just am obsessed with them. Um, but I mean, I feel like, I don't know if it would, and I don't even watch OC religiously, but I don't know that I would ever really fit in to the Beverly Hills lifestyle. I, I'm not a designer brand type of red bottom girl. And I never will be. I don't care how much money I have one day. I will still shop on Amazon at Target and Walmart. Um, I know OC has, you know, I mean, all the housewives have the glitz and the glam, but I think for where 
Brock and I want to eventually settle down. I mean, we love San Diego. We love LA. Maybe we split the difference and end up in Orange County. So, or maybe instead, once we hit completion after season 25, maybe <laughs> we have you and all of your friends at that point who might be in San Diego kick off a new franchise with a familiar face like they did Caroline Stanberry Ooh. for Dubai. That is not a bad I idea. I love that. That is not a bad idea at all. San Diego. Or beautiful. maybe, maybe we, you know, go down under and Whoa. do something there. I mean, Never know. listen, you know, at this point, um, Jason, Sheena obviously has a lot going on in her life. She has the baby that's put to bed. She has an entire husband over there. Do you have any more questions for Sheena? No, I'm just really happy we got a chance to sit down and talk because I just find your story is just so unique. How you came on to Vanderpump Rules, how uh, how long you've 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 been on there. I mean, we really I know Adam keeps getting on me like, well, don't make her sound like she's old. But we have been following your journey for so long. We watched you go yeah, through so many things. Yeah, it's been a long time. Marriages, she's the divorces. reason for the show. You know that, right, Jason? She is the like a hundred percent. I mean, okay. where would we go? <laughs> the segue was so perfect. It's because of Sheena. This so, yeah, and this not only that, in my time, like Sheena was saying, like I was kind of like a little Vanderpump Hopper with these little restaurants over there, but you make <laughs> a shit ton of money. So to my yeah. defense, I made a lot of money and I showed up to LA with like three grand in my pocket and that went to the first month of rent or first month of rent. So yes, I hopped around. But in my experience over the years, I would say there were a few people from the cast that it's almost like it gets to them. And it it kind of like it blows up the head a little bit. I remember, and I don't want to say any names, you had a cast member who came on super quickly, kind of ran around the restaurant, started... Oh, I wish I could say her name, but I don't want to do that. I think she was oh, on so for two seasons. Yeah, we've narrowed <laughs> yeah. it down. She, I, w- I wish I could say her name. She Lala and her got you know into a back and forth. She would hang out with James. Shmilly, Shmi. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm yeah. trying not to... But you know, and then I remember... I remember having some conversations sometimes over at Tom Tom and just getting this sort of like, do you know? And I'm like, do I fucking know what? Like what? Do, yeah, I know Sheena and she doesn't walk in here like that. Sheena's like the sweetest, like, hi, how are you? People run up, they bombard you. You're at your table, you're on your phone, you're eating like mid bite. And then people still walk up and you're like, yes, hi, I'll take a pic. Like you never had that moment of sort of just... Sometimes people can let it get to them and become an asshole. I've never mm-hmm. seen you be an asshole. I can't say that for everyone, but for you, I think that's amazing that you've continued this journey. You've stayed true to who you are. You've grown through this process of putting your life in front of so many people, millions of viewers, and you're still Sheena. And with that, my last question is, if somebody comes up to you and they say, what do you prefer to be called? Sheena, Sheena Shea, or Sheena Davies? Where are you going with that? Um, I think D, none of the above. Let's go back to Sheena Marie. That's what I'm going to try and transition back to because, I mean, that's been my name my entire life. That is my born legal name when I got married the first time around. I mean, Shay just had that zing to it, you know, the alliteration, Sheena Shay. So I kind of switched to that. But I feel like that's become more of a stage name now. But it is still my ex-husband's last name. So I feel like professionally, like sometimes I'll just, you know, just use Sheena because there aren't a lot of Sheenas, but Sheena Marie, 
because I don't think it'll ever be Sheena Davies. It'll be Sheena Honey Davies, but I need Brock to legally add Honey to his name before I can legally change mine because we all want to be the Honey Davies family. So whenever we make it around <laughs> to doing that, we'll see. But I think Sheena Marie, that, that name's never going to change. I love that. All right, guys. Well, that was Sheena Marie, not Sheena Shea, not Sheena Davies, and not just Sheena. Sheena, thank you so much. Thank you. This is so fun. I am down to come back on whenever. Just let me know. All right, guys. Well, that was a great conversation with my good friend, Sheena Marie from Vanderpump Rules. What an absolutely fantastic conversation. I'm so grateful for Sheena joining us. But, you know, with the good comes the bad. And I always like to end off conversations until I decided to start this podcast with my fiance, Jason, who's right here with me. I always like to end off things on a good note. However, this is a little bit different. So, Jason, I think you know what that means. Probably a bitch session. It means a bitch session. That means I am ready to bitch about something. And I bet you have no idea what it is. I bet I do. What? Is it weddings? Did I already bitch about that? I feel like we've been bitching about weddings for a long time. So so we have this exciting family wedding coming up this week, which my aunt and my uncle, I'm going to say our aunt and uncle at, at this time now, um, they're pulling out all the stops for my cousin and they're putting together this wedding. It's going to be absolutely beautiful on the beach. But, you know, there's so much that I don't know about a wedding, which is really ironic considering I go on these little rants about how my parents have collectively been married like over 11 times. So I think it's interesting because I'm learning so much based off of this wedding. I didn't realize how much goes into it being a guest. Like when you're invited, if you don't RSVP in time, you're an asshole. If you don't get a gift, well, you're an asshole. If you don't give them money, and half the time they have a registry. Jason, did you know that they register? Like you register? Absolutely. I think I, maybe I've been to a few more weddings than you. I think you have because to my point, like, can I register for my birthday and put on like a birthday registry and be like, hey guys, this is what I want. <laughs> so when you get married, there are certain things you need, you know, when you're starting a family, because that's the first part of really starting a family is getting married and with your cousin who is getting married they have a brand new house and they're young and they're just getting into you know life. their life so i think a registry is important i think it's kind of fun you know you get to choose what you want to buy for them or you can just give them cash really i also didn't realize <laughs> so here's another thing i stick my foot in my mouth all the time i always do i always Offer up my time as if we don't have... We said this at the very beginning of this entire episode. But we have so much on our plates. But I'm always like, give me more. Give me more to add. So we're talking to my aunt and she's like, you know, I'm putting... I have to pay for what I have to pay for as far as the venue and alcohol, bartenders, DJ, this and that. But she's like, a few things I can save money on by just having a few people you know, help out, help set the tables, help do certain things. And I was Assistance. like, oh my God, girl, we got you. So then she was telling us, okay, guys, on the day of the wedding, we're going to have you while we're all taking photos, go to where the party is and you guys can start putting together a few of the things. And you're going to be paired with this person. Now, you guys can already tell how 
many weddings Adam has not been to by calling it the party after the wedding. Is it a reception? That's that's the reception. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the reception. So there's this woman and I don't want to name her, but, and please, I hope she never listens to this, but she just, it's like nails on a chalkboard. And last time she was, I think she was a little shwasty pants last time I saw her and she's like hugging my face and she's like, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm like, I need you to stop touching. Like, I'm literally like Howie Mandel. You cannot touch me, please. I'm like a germaphobe. And so then I find out literally this week that we're setting things up with her for like two hours. And I'm like, what the fuck? How did I get myself into this shit? And Jason's like... I don't know, but I'm going to find a way to get out. But I do have to say, there is a whole way of doing weddings, right? We just had our friend Charlie King who helped do our engagement on the show a few weeks ago. Great conversation. Um, I was talking to Gertie from The Real Housewives of Miami at BravoCon about, you know, she was flying back and forth from BravoCon back to Miami to to do this wedding. There are so many things that go into a wedding and to do it on your own is so much work. So I feel like we we kind of need to offer our time to kind of help out here because it is a lot of work. It's a lot well, of work. They're also family and we love them. So like some of our favorite family. However, I want to add another thing that I want to bitch about. I'm not well-versed in the wedding world. So Jason's like super bougie, grew up in like Saks with a dresser. What are you talking about? Well, Jason's mom worked with Saks and, you know, Jason, when he would get his clothes, there was like a little rack and he would get to pick his clothes. And you were very fortunate in that way, right? Okay, this isn't fair. My mom worked retail for 33 years. If anyone knows retail, you know, it is a pain in the ass. No, your mom worked her ass off. What she did was... She had a friend who, you know, was a uh, like a personal shopper at Saks. And every time I would come home when I would tour with Cirque du Soleil, I would go shopping. And because of her discount, it was like amazing to go in there. But I didn't grow up with like a silver spoon in my mouth, friend. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay, well, girl. My no. parents would give me like $200 and drop me off in front of Walmart and be like, go to town. It better last <laughs> you the entire school year. Hey, $200 can get you real far in Walmart. Like yeah, no it did. It did. No, there's just so much that goes into a wedding. I've been to a lot of great weddings. There's not many bad weddings I've been to, I have to admit. I've heard horror stories. I think one of the worst weddings I ever was at when I was I was 13, and it was probably less enjoyable then, but it was a Mormon wedding. And by wedding, I mean reception because, you know, in Mormon weddings, you're not allowed at like inside the, the actual ceremony because it takes place in the temple. But it was my uncle's wedding. It was just Oh, God, it was such a bore. It was like being at church for like three hours. It was like, oh, my God, when is this going to end? But I had some friends who got married in Hawaii, in Maui, and they did it in this beautiful outdoor space. They kept it really small and they had a trick. The trick was there's a cocktail hour every five minutes. So like you go and you prepare for the ceremony cocktail hour, then right after the ceremony cocktail hour, then photos, then it's cocktail hour. And everyone just kind of stays a little loose. And it's just a really fun night. Is loose like a very cotton candy term for like fucked up? Because every five minutes. I'm going to say no, because, you know, they had like the mixed cocktails. It wasn't like shots and shit, you know, it wasn't like that. But I don't know. It was just such a great experience. And then my cousin, Jackie, who we've talked about a lot on this podcast, had a great wedding too. Like they just knew how to take care of their guests. But herein is the problem that I think you're talking about is you spend so much time, or maybe I'm talking about it. I don't know. I could be talking in circles right now, but you spend so much time focusing on the guests that do you actually get to enjoy it yourself as the Um, two people getting married? 
I don't know. That wasn't the thing I was actually leading into with your sock story. The fact that Jason decided to go to Nordstrom. I think it was Nordstrom. I don't know. But Jason put together this amazing outfit that was very beachy wedding vibes. And he's like, Adam, this wedding is in like two months. You need to get something. I'm like, girl, I got it. So then, of course, the wedding is this upcoming Saturday. Last Friday, I go on Amazon.com. And I order, I order, I look up beach <laughs> wedding um, linen suit for men. And I found found this like olive green kind of linen top and bottom that went together. And it still looked kind of formal, but beach cash. And I was like, this is sexy. This is going to be great. This fucking thing shows up. I look like I'm wearing a diaper. And Jason's laughing so hard. I'm having a panic attack because I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to wear. And I'm like, I hate this. Why? Like... Can I wear shorts? Jason's like, no, you can't wear shorts. I'm like, I just am not prepared. In my mind, I guess it's because I'm so frugal. I don't understand spending a shit ton of money on a wedding anyways. No offense, because our good friend who did join us on here, Charlie, she throws some over-the-top bashes. Like if I could afford a wedding of the caliber that she does, my God, it would be a totally different story. But for me, I'm like, you're putting in five, ten, twenty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 into this event. That's going to last an entire day in 50% chance you might be shit-faced by the end of it and maybe not remember all of it. I would rather put that into a home, into a startup, a business, crypto. I don't I mean, know. Listen, I, I think about this all the time too, because I do watch how much money is wasted in weddings. I've had a lot of friends get married and spend a, a, an enormous amount of, of money on weddings and, and been at tables with guests that didn't even know the bride and groom. So it's like you're paying for like strangers to come to your wedding you're like what the fuck but like sometimes i feel like i'm married or i'm not even married <laughs> it's sorry all this marriage talk got me thinking we were already married adam sometimes i feel like i'm engaged to a like a straight man who procrastinates like i feel like this is the same stories that you hear from all our girlfriends who are like well sam i told him to get ready and then the last minute he got ready and he couldn't find anything for the wedding like i feel like that's what i'm dealing with with you like what are we wearing to this wedding adam that is the biggest insult that you could ever give me. Don't ever compare what, me to a straight, straight man? man again. No, <laughs> you know, and then on top of that, like, do you get a prenup? Do you not get a prenup? There's so much that goes into it. I just feel like when we get married, I'm so content with going to the courthouse. We'll even live stream it. Okay. Go to the courthouse, live stream it, and then put like a taco truck outside of the courthouse. And then we'll grab tacos, ching, ching, kind of like just smack them together. Cheers. Have like a little glass of like, I don't know, cook's brew. And then... Okay, no we're not. No one's having cooks brute, Adam. Oh, like, okay. no one is doing cooks brute. Can you we tell have how some real champagne from like France. That'd be nice. No, you know, I, I, I agree with that in a sense. Like, I want something for you and me. This is like how I would do it. Is I would probably do the courthouse thing, where you and I can make a decision together, and then if we, we want to celebrate that with other people, then we can have like a big ball or reception or or whatever, you know, and include people in our happiness and our happiness <laughs> all right i can't sit here and bitch about a wedding all day honestly this has been such an incredible episode i am so grateful again jason said this at the very beginning how fun and just relaxing and therapeutic this whole podcast has been for us and having all of you email us and chime in to the conversation and 
watching or reading the reviews, the ratings, everything. It just like gets my chops wet. It gets me excited. So we can't. Guys, Adam loves numbers and ratings and reviews and all that stuff. It validates his existence. So please go. You are so rude. You are (laughs) so rude. Go write us a review if you haven't done so on Apple Podcasts. Again, you can find us anywhere. If Apple's not your thing, we're on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and like a hundred other platforms that have podcasts. Anywhere you listen to your shows. We actually have the video version of our episodes like this one will be up on our YouTube channel for Hot Messy Podcast, literally called Hot Messy Podcast on YouTube. So you guys can go check that out. Let us know what you think. And for YouTube, it's not the same, but just make sure you smash the like button, get subscribed. It's all of the things. There's a lot. So all of the things. You know what's great though is we just last Friday did an interview with the number one legal badass commentator on YouTube, Emily D. Baker. And I love that conversation so much. And so did a lot of people because we got a lot of great feedback from it. But then to go back and we premiered the video yesterday on our YouTube and people, what it's just interesting to watch it visually as well, because some people like to listen to their podcasts and people like to watch their podcasts. But, you know, I, I find it interesting that people love to, to have both. Yeah. I mean, I love both. Awesome. So I don't find it interesting. I just like, I'm one of them. I'm one of the people who love both. So with that, everyone, thank you for joining us today. And we will see you Friday with former Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Brandy Glanville. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be so good. It's going to be so good. We will see you all on Friday. Have a good week, everyone. Bye, guys. Love you. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.